Welcome back to the channel everyone. On this episode of Card Anthology for Magic the Gathering, we'll be taking a look into the details of the next block of cards. This set came after the expansion set known as Fifth Dawn, with Kevin from Rogue Deck Builder being the episode's narrator, so be sure to check out his channel after this video. With that being said, let's move on with the next expansion set known as Champions of Kamigawa. Champions of Kamigawa was released on October 1st of the year 2004 and was the 33rd Magic of the Gathering expansion. It was designed and developed by Brian Tinsman, Brandon Bosey, Randy Bueller, Elaine Chase, Brady Dommermuth, Mike Elliott, Brian Schneider, Bill Rose, along with Matt Place, Henry Stern, Mark Rosewater, and art director Jeremy Cranford. The set symbol for Champions of Kamigawa was the Tori Gate. This set contained 306 total cards, which comprised of 110 commons, 88 uncommons, 88 rares, and 20 basic lands. Champions of Kamigawa was also sold in 15-card booster packs, 75-card tournament decks, fat packs, had a novel published alongside the set, and four pre-constructed decks, which were the Mono White Way of the Warrior deck, the Mono Red Spirit Bane deck, the Mono Green Snake's Path deck, and the Black and Green Colored deck known as Kami Reborn. Many things had occurred with the design and release of the set. For instance, all the rare creatures, along with a bunch of uncommon creatures, were legendary. In addition, the legend rule was changed around this time where before the set, you cannot play another legend card of the same name at the same time. During this set, however, if you introduce a legendary creature of the same name, both copies would be eliminated and sent to the graveyard. Other things that happened were adjustments to targeting, color restoration to mana symbols in the text box that have been missing since 8th edition, and this set introduced the evergreen keyword Defender, which would be applied to all creature types in sets prior. This set was mostly met with negative reactions from players, since all rare creatures were legendary, mirror matches and cards with the set were annoying, and the power level in comparison with the Mirrodin block was significantly turned down. In regards to the mechanics of the set, Champions of Kamigawa introduced multiple keywords to the set. Bushido increases the creature's power and toughness by the Bushido number when it combats another creature. This is roughly comparable to the old mechanic known as flanking in the earlier days of Magic the Gathering. You had arcane spells, which were certain types of instants and sorceries that had normal effects, but also had a splice onto arcane function where you could essentially reveal another arcane spell, pay its splice cost, add the effect to the first arcane spell, and have the added spell go back to your hand. There is the soul shift function where a spirit creature with the function can return another spirit creature from the graveyard to the owner's hand, along with spirit craft, which had spirit creatures that have abilities when another spirit creature or arcane spell is played. The last mechanic for the set were flip cards, which had a special card frame with the card's text box at the top and bottom half of the card. For lots of players, this was extremely confusing during matches, as it was difficult for players to determine which side of the card they were playing against. The storyline of the expansion is set on the plane of Kamigawa, which is most related to the setting of feudal Japan. Michiko Kanda, the daughter of the warlord Kanda, abandons her father's fortress to consult the holy monks and the Orochi in her effort to discover the cause of the Kami's race. She would then go on to meet the thief and black mana user Toshiro Yumazawa, ancestor of Tetsuo Yumazawa, and make an unlikely alliance with the man in an effort to try to avert the complete destruction of Kamigawa itself. The main storyline would continue on in the expansion set known as Betrayers of Kamigawa. There were 10 total cycles in the Champions of Kamigawa set. The first cycle were the Deceivers, which were common spirit creatures with multiple mana activated abilities. Cards of the cycle were Harsh Deceiver, Callous Deceiver, Cruel Deceiver, Brutal Deceiver, with the last card of the cycle being Feral Deceiver. The next cycle were the Zubera, which were common 1-2 spirits with a 2 converted mana cost with a triggered ability that is activated with going to the graveyard. This ability grows with each Zubera that is put in the graveyard from the battlefield on a single turn. The cards of this cycle were Silent Chant Zubera, Floating Dream Zubera, Ashen Skin Zubera, Ember Fist Zubera, along with the last card being Dripping Tongue Zubera. There were the Flash Enchant Creature Cycles, which were aura enchantments that could be played on either player's turn on a creature. 
This cycle of cards were Indomitable Will, Mystic Restraints, Ragged Veins, Uncontrollable Anger, and the last card of the cycle being Serpent Skin. You had the Uncommon Flip Creatures, which were creatures with the ability to flip and potentially become a Legendary Master. The cards of this cycle included Bushi Tenderfoot, Student of Elements, Nizumi Grave Robber, Initiate of Blood, with the last card being Orochi Egg Watcher, along with Rare Flip Creatures, which were a cycle of cards similar to Uncommon Flip Creatures that consisted of Kitsune Mystic, Jushi Apprentice, Nizumi Shortfang, Aki Lava Runner, and Budoka Gardener. There were the Slow Lands, which were Uncommon Lands that could tap for one generic mana, or be tapped for one of two allied colors, with the same effect of not becoming untapped during the controller's next turn. These were also functional reprints to the Tempest Lands, and this cycle included Cloudcrest Lake, Watervale Cavern, Lantern Lit Graveyard, Pinecrest Ridge, and Triangle Garden. The other land cycle were the Legendary Lands, which were lands that could be tapped for a particular mana, or give an ability to a legendary creature. This cycle of cards included Iganjo Castle, Minamo School at Water's Edge, Shizo Death Storehouse, Shinka the Blood Soaked Keep, and Okina Temple of the Grandfathers. Hanan were uncommon legendary enchantments that grants their owners something depending on the number of shrines they control. These include the cards of Hanan of Cleansing Fire, Hanan of Infinite Rage, Hanan of Life's Web, Hanan of Night's Reach, and Hanan of Seeing Wind. The Myojin were legendary spirits that entered the battlefield with a divinity counter if it was cast and is indestructible as long as it has the counter on it. The counter can also be removed to perform a powerful effect. The last cycle were the Dragon Spirits, which were legendary dragon spirits that cost 6 mana, had flying, and an ability that was activated when this creature went from the battlefield to the graveyard. The spirit dragons were Yossi of the Morningstar and Kega the Tidestar, with both of these dragons being the more powerful dragons of this set in a tournament setting, along with Kogusho the Evening Star, Ryose the Falling Star, and Jugan the Rising Star. There was one mirror pair, three true reprints, 16 functional reprints, and three color shifted cards. The mirror pair was between Ren Spirit and Ren Flesh, which were both common black instants that cost three converted mana that destroys a spirit or non-spirit creature depending on which card is being played. The three true reprints were Befal, which was last seen in 7th edition, along with Lure and Stone Rain, which were both seen in 8th edition. Some of the functional reprints were cards such as Moss Kami, which played like Giant Warthog from the set Judgment, Order of the Sacred Bell, which acted like Golden Bear from Portal Second Age, Rag Dealer, which was functioning the same as Carrion Beetles from Urza Saga, and Sokazen Bruiser, which played like Rock Badger from the expansion Mercadian Mask. The three color shifted cards were Heartbeat of Spring, which was a green functional reprint of the red card Mana Flare from Limited Edition Alpha, Squelch, which was a blue functional reprint of the green card Bind from the Invasion expansion set, and Ghostly Prison, which was the white version of the blue card Propaganda from the Tempest set. There were a vast amount of cards that were notable in the Champions of Kamigawa set. The first card was Hinder, which was a blue instant spell that counters a target spell and puts that card either on top or bottom of that player's deck instead of the graveyard. This card was seen in the standard scene in Critical Mass decks as a way to slow down play from an opponent. The next card was Time of Need, which was a green sorcery that allowed you to search your library for a legendary creature, reveal it, and put it into your hand. It was seen in a few top limited decks along with being part of some top 8 blocks during the mid-2000s as a way to tutor powerful creatures. Glimpse of Nature is a green sorcery card that whenever you play a creature spell this turn, draw a card. This was seen and is still seen in many tribal elf decks since most elves are low cost and also produce mana. It would also be banned later in the modern format. Through the Breach was an arcane instant spell that will allow you to put a creature card from your hand into play with giving that creature haste along with sacrificing at the end of your turn. It also had the splice on the arcane function for 4 converted mana and has been used in decks such as Show and Tell, Valakut, and other Breach decks. Boseiju, who shelters all, was a legendary land that comes into play tap and essentially has the ability to make an instant or sorcery spell uncounterable. This was seen in a variety of decks that were most used in deck styles such as Ideal, Ad Nauseam, and most especially in Scapeshift decks between 2012 and 2015 for the modern format. 
Sakura Tribe Elder was a green shaman creature that allows you to sacrifice this creature to search for a basic land and put it onto the battlefield tapped. This card was used in a variety of decks including EDH as a way to color fix and help a player cast all their cards. Cranial Extraction was an arcane sorcery card that allows you to name a non-land card and search that target player's graveyard, hand, and library for all cards of that name and remove them from the game. This was seen in many ideal decks in the late 2000s, but in most decks it was a well-versed sideboard card to eliminate big threats an opponent had before they could even use it. Kodama's Reach was a green arcane sorcery card that lets you search for two basic lands and put one tapped onto the battlefield and the other land to your hand. This was used essentially to filter basic lands onto the battlefield and play large or more cards sooner. This card is also used widely in a large amount of EDH decks due to the mana ramping capabilities of green decks. Gifts Ungiven was a blue instant spell that lets you search for up to four cards with different names and reveal them with the target opponent choosing two cards. Those two cards would be placed into your graveyard and the other two cards would go to your hand. This was essentially a large tutor spell to gain you two cards and was seen in a wide variety of blue decks including many Tron decks in 2008. Kodama of the North Tree was a green legendary creature that was 6-4, had trample, and could not be the target of spells or abilities. This was a very popular creature during its time in block and standard, and could do a tremendous amount of damage along with being hard to stop. Time Stop was a blue instant spell that simply says end the turn. While it did not impact the game tournament-wise, it did prompt rule changes where additional information had to be added to the comprehensive rules in regards to ending the turn thanks to this card. Azusa, Lost But Seeking was a green legendary creature that gave you the ability to play two additional lands each turn. While it did not impact standard much, it would later affect the modern format where it's part of the Bloom Titan deck and would later impact EDH by being the commander for many mana ramp strategies. Maloku the Clouded Mirror was a blue legendary creature that had flying and the ability to return a land you controlled in order to create a 1-1 illusion creature. This was a good inclusion in a few standard blue and critical decks at the time and it was a good finisher for these strategies. You also had the notorious Kikijiki Mirror Breaker, which is a red legendary creature that had haste and the tap ability to make a copy of target non-legendary creature that has haste along with sacrificing the token at the end of turn. This is one of the best cards for infinite token combos in a vast amount of formats and has been used in a variety of other cards that blink other creatures into play to untap Kikijiki. It was also known for abusing other enter the battlefield triggers as well as making it an extremely valuable creature along with being a high value target for opponents. The last notable card was Sensei's Divining Top, which was an artifact that only cost 1 mana and had abilities of looking at the top 3 cards and putting them in any order along with being able to draw a card and putting Sensei's Divining Top on top of your library. This card could be included in almost every deck and saw lots of tournament play because of its card draw advantages. It was also later banned in Extended and Modern as it tremendously slowed down games while also being deemed detrimental to a tournament setting. A sealed booster box of Champions of Kamigawa is worth around $600. So that is all we have today for this episode of Card Anthology for Magic the Gathering. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like the video, leave plenty of comments behind, and subscribe to our channel for more videos such as this one. If you enjoy our content and would like to help out the channel, consider clicking on the link in the description below and go to our donation page where you can donate however much you want to the channel and help us grow. Our donation page is through PayPal for single donations and we also have a Patreon page which you could also donate to us monthly. Be sure to also visit 5 Color Combo and check out their website where if you buy products from them, you can use the code THECARDBAZAAR to get 5% off your total purchases. Their link is in the description below. Also make sure to check out our previously released videos such as our 1 hour MTG lore timeline and also watch the card anthology episode over Fit Dawn narrated by Rogue Deck Builder. Our next episode will be over Betrayers of Kamigawa so be on the lookout for that episode in the future. That is all I have today everyone, Coach over here signing out and I will see you all next time.